Welcome to Books Boys. Every month, the Dean and PJ tell you all about the books they've been reading and make some recommendations from our old favorites, plus surprise call-ins from authors to talk about the works that they're writing, original music, prize giveaways, and more. That's Books Boys on BooksBoys.com and all good podcatchers. Books Boys. Get it. Buy it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the forgotten origins of fairy tales, the podcast where I look into the truth behind our best-loved children's stories. And this week, we're back with a good old-fashioned princess fairy tale and the inspiration behind Disney's Tangled. Yep, you guessed it, it's the turn of Rapunzel. The first version of this classic tale was written by Italian poet Giambattista Basili in 1600 and was called Petrocinella translated literally as Little Parsley, but more on that later. So this is Vasily's story. Once upon a time, there lived a woman called Paschidosia, who was pregnant. And as she was standing one day, looking out of her window, she saw a beautiful bed of parsley growing in her neighbour's garden and began craving it. But her neighbour was no ordinary neighbour, but was in fact a cruel ogress. And the young woman waited until the ogress had gone out and plucked a handful of the parsley. But when the creature returned, she was furious and vowed to catch the thief. Though Pascadoja was scared of the ogress, her love and desire for the parsley was too strong, so she kept returning to the garden. Until one morning... She came face to face with her neighbour. The ogress roared in the girl's face, cursing and threatening her with jail. Pascadozia began making up excuses, saying that she only desired the parsley to make her unborn child happy. And this stopped the ogress in her tracks. With a wiry smile, she told the girl that she could take as much parsley as she liked as long as she promised to hand over the child as soon as it was born. And so strong was the craving that the woman agreed. I mean, what? (laughs) But when the time came, she gave birth to a beautiful baby girl, Petro Sinella. And the ogress did not come. In fact, seven years went by and the ogress didn't disturb them. But on the child's seventh birthday, she was snatched by the ogress in the night. 
The creature hid the girl away in a forest so deep that not even the sun could reach her. And there she was trapped inside a tower with no doors. In fact, the only way the ogress could leave and enter was by climbing up and down the girl's long, beautiful hair, which she did every morning and evening. But one day when the ogress was out, the girl went to the window and let her hair fall as she gazed across the skyline in a daydream. It just so happened that a son of the king had got lost in the woods and saw the beautiful golden banner of hair fall in front of him. His eyes followed the hare up the tower until he saw her beautiful face and fell instantly in love with her. When he called up to her, she too fell madly in love upon seeing his face. Because, you know, everyone falls in love in seconds in fairy tales. The two, desperate to meet each other properly, decided that the prince should come back at night when the moon was full. Petrosinella gave the ogress poppy juice so she would fall into a deep sleep and then lowered her hair for the young prince to climb. This happened for several nights until the prince convinced her to escape and come back to his father's kingdom where they could be married. They left under cover of night down a rope that the prince had brought with him. Not sure why he didn't do that right at the start when he met her but all right. Unfortunately, though, for the lovers, the rope snapped just before they reached the bottom and the sound woke the ogress, who began to run after them in blind fury. Luckily, though, for, Pet for Petrosinella, she had picked up some of her guardian's magic and summoned a giant wolf to devour her whole. And the story has a happy ending, as the couple marry and become king and queen. So, that one's pretty darn cute and not miles off of the fairy tale we know today. But wait. Then the Brothers Grimm got their hands on it in 1857 and made a few mm, gory adjustments. For starters, the Rapunzel, as they now named her Rapunzel, is only 13 when she's spotted in the high tower, and the prince is 19. Yikes. And when he ascends her hair, she assumes it's her captor, the witch Gothel in this version, and is terrified when she sees a young man, but upon his confession of love, instantly agrees to marry him. Again, she's 13. The two then consummate their marriage, and the prince comes back every night for the next month. There's no need to drug her captor because Gothel only ever visits in the day. So what catches these lovers out? Well, one day, without thinking, Rapunzel blurts out to Gothel, You're much heavier to lift than the prince. Oops. The witch then goes into a blind rage, though, whether that's because of her daughter's betrayal or because she's effectively just been called fat is unclear. And in her fury, she hacks off Rapunzel's long hair and leaves her stranded in a desert to fend for herself. In the meantime, Gothel returns to the tower to wait for the prince, who arrived just after sunset. When the young man calls up to Rapunzel to lower her hair, Gothel throws down the braid she's cut from the girl's head. And when the prince reaches the top, he comes face to face 
with Gothel, who laughs at him and announces that his precious Rapunzel is dead. Overcome with grief, the prince throws himself from the tower into a bramble patch below, where his eyes get gouged out by thorns. Eek. Lost and devastated, the blind man wanders the forest for over a year, surviving on berries he finds in the wilderness. Until one day, he hears the unmistakable voice of Rapunzel who's been living on the outskirts of the forest and who has given birth to the prince's twins. Yep, this now 14-year-old gave birth all alone in a wood and has been caring for the babies ever since. She's so relieved to see the prince that she weeps and her tears restore the man's sight. Overjoyed, the couple return to the kingdom and their, with their children and marry. So, it's a happy ending after all, even with all the gore. But what I can't help but notice is that the villain gets away completely unharmed. Yep, Gothel just goes on living her life, probably going around stealing other people's kids. But anyway, those are the best-known versions of this princess tale. And it'll probably surprise you to know that they're both based on real-life events. I'm not kidding. Rapunzel slash Petrosinella are both based on a real girl who lived in the 3rd century. The young girl's name was Barbara, a young Italian noble whose story was written down by poet Jacobus di Vonagini in 1275 AD. Instead of an evil female enchantress, though, the real child's captor is her father, Dioscorus, a rich and powerful merchant. Dioscorus was a devout pagan who wanted to continue practising his religion when they moved to Rome in 1273. He was very aware of how beautiful his daughter was, as there were already men competing for her hand. So the merchant made a rule. No man could meet his daughter without having an interview with him first. But this made Barbara angry, as she didn't like the men her father believed were suitable. And since his daughter was rebellious, Dioscorus would lock her in a tower any time he went away on business to prevent her from meeting any men without his knowledge. Because she was never allowed to leave the tower, a basket of food was winched up and down the tower twice every day. But one fateful day, someone left a book that explained Christianity in the basket. But he didn't see this twist coming. At the time, Christianity was a religious cult the Romans were trying to stop from spreading. But the girl was intrigued by the message of Christianity and soon found herself practising it in her own way. Men who were working on the tower construction began to take pity on this girl and let her climb down the basket rope to talk to them. And while talking one day, she asked them to create three windows instead of two to represent the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And though the men were scared of what her father might say, they were overcome by the girl's beauty and agreed. 
Barbara became so obsessed with her newfound faith that she even convinced a priest to visit her disguised as a doctor and began to destroy many of her father's pagan statues. Dioscorus eventually returned home and subsequently discovered his daughter's newfound faith and in Rome she was technically now a fugitive. So he dragged her by her hair to the Roman courts where she was tortured as they tried to force her to deny Christianity. But the young girl refused and in a blind fit of rage her father took a sword and sliced off her head. So the original is far more sinister than either of the following fairy tales uh, and their versions, let alone Tangled, but we can see where the common themes are. Girl locked up in a tower against her will, climbing down, uh, uh, climbing down a window and back up again is the only way to get in, and of course being pulled by her long hair to the Roman courts is where Bastille got the idea of her long hair being used as a rope. So there is clear inspiration from this to both stories, but I've got to admit, I didn't know it came from real life. So that's all for this week. I hope you found it interesting. Next week, we're travelling to the mischievous world of Rumpelstiltskin. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you recommend it to friends and family as every listen helps. And please follow me on Instagram at the Forgotten Origins Podcast. That's all one word, the Forgotten Origins Podcast. And at the beginning of this podcast, you heard a promo for Book Boys, which is another fantastic podcast from the That's Not Canon platform. So if you want to go and check them out, the link is in the description box below. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.